Hi everyone, this is Olga Matt. I am really excited to talk to you today. So I searched high and low and found um, my really good friend Stacy, uh, who will be leading this conversation with us today and giving us some tips. And, and I'll let Stacy to introduce herself. First, before I even uh, get started, I just want to do my disclaimer that um, any views or opinions expressed are my own and not of my employer. Um, just my legal disclaimer there. I'm Stacy Shaw. I am uh, Vice President, Associate General Counsel at Planet Home Lending and uh, based in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm from Dallas originally and um, have been a corporate attorney since uh, probably about, about 2009. It's been a great journey and recently kind of got into wellness and I'm excited to share how my journey uh, to where I am now uh, has evolved. How did you get to your in-house position? And then would love to understand how you become interested in wellness. My in-house journey started, uh, my, my first job out of law school was for the government. I was doing um, disaster loans. So I uh, got in introduced to manufactured housing and relocations and closings. And so um, was able to leverage that experience in a um, in-house role at a, a small mortgage company that was based in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So that kind of started me on my in-house path. And um, it was, it's been, uh, been evolving ever Ever since and in terms of my in-house roles and then in terms of wellness that actually came through I learned about the Association of Corporate Counsel which is a trade group um, for uh, in-house counsel and I attended uh, the annual meeting last year in October it was the first time I got to to attend that meeting I had had taken CLEs and different other networking opportunities but um, I learned about it actually through through there. They had offered, in addition to my full year's worth of, <laughs> of CLE credits, they offered so many wellness courses. And I um, I signed up for all of them, except for the one that was for a Peloton, because I don't have a Peloton, <laughs> but, um, but got to meet some really amazing um, other attorneys who are passionate about wellness. And that's uh, that was really the starting point for me in terms of my in-house focus, but have been doing wellness for myself for quite some time. For disclosure, I share your love for ACC. Uh, some would say that uh, the reason I'm here today is because ACC has been supportive uh, throughout the whole time. They helped me find my first in-house job. They helped me make many transitions uh, from in-house lawyer to general counsel to all the way uh, serving the legal community. So I'm with you that ACC is a fantastic organization and uh, I have a privilege of writing a monthly column there. So huge, huge supporter and very grateful for all the work they do. Would love for you to talk to you about wellness because, you know, legal profession has been around for a while and we all know that it is stressful. Why have focus on wellness just now? Why is it so recent? in a profession that is, you know, as old as this country? It's a great question and something that I've pondered myself too. But I think the ABA, the American Bar Association study in conjunction with Hazleton, Betty Ford, was kind of the, the, the most recent forefront of it. It still has taken a couple years. That study was done several years ago, but that I think was kind of the initial impetus. Instead of dwelling, I guess, on <laughs> why, uh, why it wasn't, why it has, there hasn't been a focus in the past, I think it, it could also be too that there's been a lot more focus recently on corporate wellness. So it, legal departments are part of corporations and, and other entities. So I think some of it just 
it took a while for, for there to be a focus. And now it's, it's something that, well, Hey, your legal department is, is an, is a line of business is a part of your business unit. So for me, I, I think that it, it should, this should have, this discussion should have been done a long time ago, but we're here now and, and looking forward. And that's the exciting part. Yeah, better, but I guess better late than never. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I do find, and actually this is where I'm curious about your opinion, I do think that pandemic had a little bit to do with it uh, because on the one hand, we don't don't commute and you know maybe have a little bit more time. On the other hand, available 24-7 because of the computer and expectation that we work in every time zone. I, you know, I find when I talk to a lot of legal professionals, they're just kind of done with it. They're, they're just... This is not sustainable for them. They're actively looking for other ways uh, to create boundaries, to find wellness, to define what works for them. Do you think pandemic accelerated the focus on wellness? That was really kind of my starting point for reaching out to, to the DFW chapter is that in, at the ACC annual meeting, there were all these sessions. And then even in the um, the main sessions, I saw hundreds and hundreds of chats from other attorneys that felt the same way that I did. They were saying, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. I have no boundaries. Just like you said, I mean, everyone was feeling the same, isolated. And so I was like, there's, there's got to be something. There's got to be a better way. And I loved that the ACC had recently, actually prior to the pandemic, you know, started the Global Wellness Advisory Board. And so I think it was something that um, the pandemic definitely created a little bit of challenges, but finding ways to connect remotely, I think was was something, a really positive thing that came out of the pandemic. So I, I do think that the pandemic created uh, some positives and I try to focus on those versus, <laughs> versus uh, obviously a lot of challenges, but um, the having working from home and, and a lot of us are can still working from home, even though things have opened up. So I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to this new kind of hybrid potential. <laughs> I am looking forward to new ways to impact the world and do wonderful things and, um, and, and, and make sure that it's sustainable. Um, you and I have had many conversations about mindfulness. Um, I guess before I ask questions, I, I, maybe um, you can define what it means. Because I, I sometimes when I talk to people about mindfulness, they, it means different things to different people. So we'd love to kind of hear your definition. So I recently kind of got into it. I don't, I'd heard about meditation before, but mindfulness to me, and, and it can mean other things to other people, but to me is, is about awareness, is that you're never going to calm your mind there's there's always stuff racing especially so many of us that just have so many things we're multitasking you're you're going on in your in your brain but it's just being aware that when when your mind is racing and you you're feeling triggered that you're aware of it and then learning ways to to deal with that instead of reacting or um, it's it sometimes can be taking a pause it can be taking a breath and and learning different ways to to um, be aware of situations that trigger you or that cause anxiety and how to deal with them. So that that's how I see it is that the focus is really on awareness, just being aware. So how do you reach that level of self-awareness uh, that you can then, you know, hopefully my next question will go into how do you actually address the triggers, but let's talk about how do you know where you are? emotionally, physically, you know, how, how do you become self-aware? <laughs> it's a, well, I should say it's a practice and it's, it's just like the practice of law. It's, 
it's, it's a journey. And so I actually took a course called the mindfulness based stress reduction course. It was a, a course, um, created in the 70s by John Kabat-Zinn. It's taught by multiple different types of instructors, but it's it's really learning different skills, learning different types of tools and resources that are av available to you and what speaks to you because, you know, what works for me may not work for you or, or others that are watching. And, and how do you, do you deal with stress? How do you become aware? But I think going through a course like that was really transformational for me um, to really learn that there are ways to deal instead of just, um, I think a lot of people have heard going for a walk, but, you know, have you ever, I don't know if people had considered doing what's called a mindful walk where you actually stop and think about your, the ball of your heel touching the, the ground and your arms moving. I mean, we're, we're so busy in our day to day lives that sometimes we're not really pausing to observe and really be aware of what's going on. So I think it's, it's something that happens transformationally that you really think about how do I apply this in everything that I do when I'm walking, when I'm with my friends, when I'm with my family, when I'm at work with my coworkers. I mean, it applies to every aspect of your life. And if you are intentional about it, and, and it's a challenge though, I mean, it's certainly not an easy, easy thing to do, but if you're intentional and really um, try to focus on what well, I'm going to dedicate this much time per day to practice or to meditate, that it it's definitely at least something that can improve over time. But as I learned from the instructors, it is it is definitely always called a practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is a work in progress uh, for all of us um, throughout their lives and certainly worth perfecting. I love your uh, mindfulness walk um, kind of practice. Do you have any other practice that you, you work for you or you've seen that work for others? Yeah. So I use uh, the Calm app. There's tons out there, but that's just one that that I really like. And and the reason that I like it is because it has kind of five minute short type things, because I, I knew for me, one of the challenges was I don't have an hour every day to block out to meditate. Um, but you know, using apps and there's just so many resources now on, on, on the internet from YouTube and Google that, um, apps, anything out there. But for me, there were some other tools, some that I liked better than others. There's body scanning, there's, um, mindful eating. There were so many different things we learned along the way and some that I liked better than others. And that I thought that I could really, um, uh, use in my day to day. Uh, so, but the body scan really wasn't something for me, uh, I really just fell asleep, honestly, and, and a lot of people in my class. <laughs> we um, So it's like a great idea, but it's like, don't do it when you're about to go to bed because you're just going to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I guess the practice stops when you're no longer aware. Um, right. <laughs> uh, very interesting. But the, the lesson here is, hey, they're, they're, it's a buffet and, and you choose what works for you. If, yeah. If, you know, pick what, what you like, do more of what you like and, you know, avoid the parts of a buffet that don't work for you. I mean, that's kind of, uh, you know, part, you know, going through life like that is a good idea. It sounds like you can do a lot of things and because it's a practice, it sort of never ends. All of us are busy. You know, I was talking to somebody and, and, and she said, well, when you're busy, that's when you should be practicing. <laughs> exactly. That, that's, the, that's, that's, that's exactly the time you practice. But, you know, I'm curious kind of from your experiences, 
when do you decide to practice? That's the great question. And, and the challenge too is really what works for me may not work for everyone. Um, but what I have found most helpful for me is really calendaring. Because for me, I treat it just like I would treat an appointment with a coworker or a personal appointment is that if you have it on your calendar, you're going to be less likely to skip meetings, right? But you treat it as this is a gift to yourself. You're giving yourself time to practice. So for, for me, um, there's an app that I found called Fit On that it actually puts it on your calendar for you. So you don't even have to worry about like, <laughs> I have to manually go in and add this to my calendar. But there's, there's so many out there that you can um, really just treat it as an appointment with yourself. Because I mean, would you break an appointment with with your manager? No, right? You're and but why would you break an appointment with yourself? So I think finding what works for you, though, um, some people are, are early birds, some people are night owls like me. So I like to meditate at night. Um, I've tried other different times, but um, sometimes things just get in the way. But I think it's just fun to experiment. And I just encourage and invite everyone to try different things like try first thing in the morning, try maybe lunchtime if you do block out time for your lunch, which I've tried to do at some points in my career, but that can be a challenge. But see if you can block out 15 minutes every day. Um, at some point during the day, if maybe you you try to do a quick lunch, or then at night, if that works better for you, but trying different things and then seeing what ends up working better is going to be something that you'll maintain in the long run. Yeah, and the best part is having a date with, with yourself, you know, yeah. <laughs> the, the best, uh, most exciting person, you know. Um, so uh, I know you opened this mission to give back and, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and you're very actively working with the ACC local chapter. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about your work and what inspired uh, this journey of giving back. Uh, so again, it was really at the ACC annual meeting. I, I it was so kind of affirming to hear that everyone else was struggling with the same challenges that I was, and you know, you feel I felt isolated just working from home for so long, and that inspired me. So I reached out to the executive director for the ACC DFW chapter, Susan Harvey, and I said, "Hey, does does the DFW chapter have anything? I know they they had been doing a ton of CLEs during COVID, and and uh, she's like, well, no, but a lot of our board members have been really interested in it. We've been talking about it. I'm very passionate about it, so we need someone to lead it. So is that you? And I was like. Here I am. <laughs> so it um, it just it was this Sarah, we which I've talked about in in prior um, leadership courses is, or read is that serendipity. Like just sometimes things just happen. You know, you're I was intentional about really wanting to be a part of a local wellness because I, I was so inspired by the, the SoCal chapter how they had started their own um, wellness initiative that I thought, well, DFW has a huge base. There's a lot of corporate attorneys here in DFW, and I thought this this is my way. This is my way of saying, look, I it will help others and myself. So it was kind of a dual. <laughs> Um, but but for me, I just I saw these chat messages and everyone was saying the same thing. I used to be highly involved in my local ACC chapter. And I have to say it has been very satisfying for me mm -hmm. as well. I, uh, I organized the general council circle uh, in, in San Francisco Bay Area. And 
that that conversation with my peers about things that I cared about was very instrumental. So um, aside from kind of getting the wellness uh, mm -hmm. and spreading that joy in your chapter, what are the other way? What is the sort of benefits of being involved uh, with your peers? The networking, I would say, is the number one. I have met so many amazing, passionate people that are passionate about and different areas of wellness, too. That's the interesting thing is that when we formed our committee, it was just great to, to hear everyone was kind of bringing a little bit of a different pillar of wellness. So there are multiple pillars and um, the overlap was great because what we wanted to do is we wanted to do what works for our membership and so you know it, the focus I didn't want it to just be on mindfulness or meditation or just physical or nutrition we, we wanted to really just network and so I, I've gotten to know uh, my committee members and the executive director so well and it's just been so fun to really build this from scratch and and build this foundation that you know we're just getting started which is exciting and we're coming out of a pandemic and it's it's just been really fun to kind of see what are the possibilities and encouraging like thinking outside the box how do you combine wellness with CLE and and it's something we've we've already done even in the first half of the year so it's just super exciting Wellness with CLEs. There must be an acronym that is exciting. Tell, tell, tell me more about that. <laughs> the way that that kind of evolved is that obviously, you know, a lot of people are involved in the ACC for networking, but the education as well. And so we know a lot of people, it's hard during the day to take off, but we all need CLE to keep our license. So what I thought was, hey, wh why can't you combine wellness and, and CLE? Because the ACC had it, you know, they had these wellness courses, but I thought, well, why can't we let's let's figure out a way to do this and so we we did it it was and it's so cool to to uh, be a part of it and now just kind of continuing to push myself to think outside the box but what we what we did um a few months ago was we called it a clt and it was a mindful tea experience at the first half of the session and then the second half was a regulatory a food regular regulatory presentation okay. but i mean think about how how many cle's have you gone to where you're just super relaxed and uh you know gone through a mindful tea experience and then uh getting into you know the the, the regulatory topics so that that's been uh that that was really cool to be a part of that yeah, CLEs should be fun. I've had a few <laughs> fun CLE experiences. One notable one through ACC local chapter yes. was taking me to Napa County to to that learn about awesome. wine law and wine. Um, and, <laughs> um, and then um, uh, there was another one where uh, we were learning to play poker, um, and uh, it had, had um, it was uh, around ethics and and also substance abuse. It was a really good one. Uh, <laughs> So uh, CLEs don't have to be boring. They don't um, have to be. <laughs> they can be useful. They can be entertaining. And, and, and honestly, it's a, they're a great opportunity to network. And, and you're much more likely to incline to network when you have fun with your peers. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of that. Uh, I also am a fan of bringing um, wellness and, and mindfulness and, and, and fun to legal departments. Yeah. You know, uh, we do a lot of hard work and CLE is an opportunity to take care of each other and actually remind why we like each other and, and enjoy working as a team. So I love the idea of bringing things to a legal department. Have you been able to bring wellness uh, to legal departments through ACC? Yeah, well, actually, through um, it started through my my current legal department, and it was you know our GC wanted to um, 
offer CLE to to the staff. And so I reached out to uh, some of our outside counsel and talked to them about different topics and things like that. But then as I as I was discussing with them potential topics and, and ethics, I said, well, you know, I'm very passionate about wellness and DE&I initiatives. So is there some way we can kind of brainstorm on how to work this in? And it has been a really fun challenge. And I've gotten some really positive feedback from outside counsel on um, really pushing them to try to think about how, how can they do that. And so um, for the first session that we did in the first quarter, I actually ended up presenting kind of a similar panel discussion like we had done um, a presentation that I had done for the ACC DFW chapter when we did our initial kickoff um, at, at the end of January. But it's been so fun now to discuss with outside counsel and and really help them kind of think about how can we, you know, creatively incorporate these concepts. And uh, I've gotten some great positive feedback already from my from my own team and from outside counsel. So let's bring the sexy back to CLE. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, any tips for departments that want to implement the fun, useful bonding ways that, you know, because it sounds like you, you've done it from scratch. Um, any tips for somebody who wants to have a shortcut and a more streamlined path to that? Yeah, I think, um, like I said, you know, the CLE could be a great kind of easy way because, you know, you need CLE anyway. But um, other things, too, if you're using Office 365. So I'm um, I've been implementing that for for our department. And I think teams can be a really fun, collaborative way. You can create a, a wellness channel and have everybody post, you know, what apps are they using or how are they how are they staying connected and during the pandemic and what are they grateful for and really just kind of making it this positive channel central hub where people can share ideas because I love hearing ideas from others. That's how I've gotten a lot of my stuff is, oh, hey, you know, she uses this app or he uses um, this website or does this practice during the day. And, and I think that's that's how you build the, the, the teamwork is this is really sharing and collaborating. And I think Teams has so many um, cool ways that I'm still exploring myself, honestly, but um, I think the Teams channel could be and also setting department goals. So I think that's something that obviously we for those of us in a corporate environment, we have performance reviews and um, you know, potentially if there's mid-years, but I think check-ins can be a great way to really check in with your team and see how is everybody doing, you know, through the pandemic, especially if you're still working from home, um, how have you been staying positive and, and focusing on, you know, uh, is, are there things that the department can do to assist with wellness? But I think the check-ins are super helpful and, um, and then setting department goals overall is how can we bring more wellness to our department? What, what do people want? What do they care about? Do they need financial wellness? Do they need, um, do they need nutrition? But, you know, the physical aspects really kind of just finding out what, what does your team need? Yeah. The tone from the top, as always very important. Um, I find when uh, the leadership of the department of the company uh, practices what they preach uh, and solicit feedback of others definitely becomes easier. Um, you mentioned the help of outside counsel. This is the number one question uh, outside lawyers and now increasingly vendors ask me, uh, what, what can they do to be helpful in bringing fun and sexy back to CLEs uh, and maybe mindfulness? Do you have any tips for, for them? 
I do. So, because I think obviously with um, pandemic and not being able to do things in person, it ha- you know is a challenge. But I think trying to figure out ways to collaborate virtually and find ways to network without you know you're not focused w- when you're talking about wellness that applies to everyone, whether you're in house or outside counsel. But they can really use that as a networking opportunity and to to show a different side versus just what their firm can do from a legal um, regulatory practice. So I. I think it's a fun way really to get to know uh, to get to know your outside counsel and their firms outside of just your traditional um, their traditional practice areas, because who knows, you know, you could meet someone who's an expert in yoga or an expert in in. Um, and other financial uh, financial wellness or something where you know you just wouldn't have known that just in your day to day conversations with them because you're you're focused on billable hours and meetings and and all of that. But I think it's just a great way really to connect in a new and different way. Yeah, absolutely. Some of my best friends uh, who are practicing law firms are from the times when we volunteered and done pro bono mm-hmm. together, or from fun activities of uh, such as yoga or biking mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, because you definitely form interest-based bonds, and those last for a long time. Stacey, this has been a fantastic conversation. I, I've learned a lot from you, and I, I really, really enjoy talking to you. I'm going to give you sort of last opportunity to maybe give um, parting thoughts uh, to the audience, things that they should consider uh, when they are embarking on the wellness journey. So my advice for those that are watching is, Really, right now is the perfect time. You're, we're halfway through the year. Think about what does wellness mean to you or what could your goals be for the second half of the year? And maybe write them down or you put them in an app and and then try to find someone to help you uh, hold accountable, um, a family member, a friend, a coworker. Try to find ways to um, to really just set some really reasonable goals too, right? Just something that it's baby steps. You don't have to meditate for an hour. You don't have to work out for an hour. It can be start small and and build up once you start to get more comfortable. Um, really just try to to be self-compassionate as well. Um, it's something that that I struggle with and, and that I'm constantly practicing and working on is that be kind to yourself in that, you know, you're giving yourself this time. And if you're not, if you miss a day or, you know, something comes up, you know, then just try again the next day. It, it's okay. And and really self-compassion and loving kindness, as we say, is, is something that's super important, but that you can try to just work it in when you can and, and don't beat yourself up, I guess, if it doesn't happen or you, you miss a day, but just try to keep it overall as something that is, this is a goal. And this is something that I want to be able to say a year from now, here's where I'm at, or here's how many minutes a day I'm meditating or how many hours that I'm, I'm doing X is, is that it's really something that you, you design what works for you. Fantastic message. Thank you, Stacey. Uh, Thank you, Olga. This wonderful conversation. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, there are many takeaways here. My favorite one is uh, about small steps and self-love and self-compassion. Take care of yourself. Remember you're precious and important. An exciting person that you know. Treat yourself like you would you know, treat other exciting people that are precious in your life. Thank you so much for joining. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I look forward to more. Have a good day. Bye everyone.